We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Wednesday. It's kind of a midweek rundown day, but we're not doing a midweek rundown. We are going to, well, we're going to run down the Notre Dame defense is what we're going to do today. We are going to take our first glance look at the Notre Dame defense in 2024, and we're going to talk about expectations for this unit. It's a little different than the offense because this defense in past years has shown itself capable of being a championship unit, I would argue that that was true in 2024, or excuse me, 2023. Can it be that way in 2024? We will talk about that today during our expectations part of the show, which I think is going to be, I'm looking forward to talking about it and, and some of the questions that I have about this team and, and you know, can they answer these questions and, and maybe even take a step forward where, you know, you, you could be better than you were this year. Then we'll talk about what returns and what, or what departs and what returns. We'll talk about newcomers to the program, how they'll impact the team, what portal guys are there to potentially impact, what high school kids could have an early impact, and what they can add to the defense. And then we'll wrap things up with just kind of looking at the questions of the, that that need to be answered on the defense, and then also what uh, you know what do we anticipate the strengths are for the for the defense and and moving to twenty twenty four. We'll try to have a mailbag at the end. We'll see kind of how things go. Obviously, I've done a couple couple three hour shows in a row, but as of now, the the voice is good. So I haven't been sick in the last couple of weeks, so that's good. So hopefully we're ready to rock and roll, and um, it's going it's going to be a fun show. So we're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna have some fun here. I'm hoping you guys are are ready to to lock in and talk about the show and and uh, not Caleb Downs because guys, I just don't see him coming to Notre Dame. I, I think he kind of has an idea of where he's going to go. Like his family liked Notre Dame a lot more than he did. I would love to be wrong about that. Love, love, love to be wrong about that, but I, I don't think that I am right now. So we can keep talking about it, but uh, it's not going to happen. So I wouldn't get your hopes up too much right now. So let's uh, let's rock and roll and talk some Notre Dame football today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yesterday, we kicked the show off with the offense talking about expectations. And the expectations for the defense are the same as the offense from a big picture standpoint. And that is the expectation is to be a, you know, be a unit that plays well enough to give your team a chance to go compete for a championship to truly be a championship team. And actually meaning you go there and you, you win one, you get to the title game, those type of things you at the very least play well, have a down to the wire game is because you get into a situation where you say, Hey, look, we are good enough here to win it. We're good enough there to win it. One may be better than the other, but both on the big stage can play to that level. And Notre Dame has not had that. There's been years where they had an offense capable, pardon me, of being a championship unit and other years where the defense was. More often than not, it's been the defense has been that way. But, you know, the 2015 offense was good enough to, for Notre Dame to play for a championship. That year, the defense was lacking. In a lot of other years, it's it's been the defense that or the offense that wasn't up to par, at least in the big games. And so, when you look at the defense, you say, hey, look, I, I believe that the defense with a with the right offense was good enough to play for a championship this year. But I also would say that the defense certainly has room to get better. There, there are some situations where you look and say, hey, in that big game, the defense played really well. But in that big game, the defense didn't play as well. And we'll dive into that conversation as well and, and, and give into a get into a situation where or a discussion where we can say, hey, this is this is where the minimum needs to be. If they can get here, then they can have even a bigger impact on the offense. Because I think that's the one thing that the defense in 2023 was not. It was not a, it was a great defense. To me, it was a top five to eight defense nationally. I would argue top five, but I think it's at least debatable that they may be six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. But I think certainly top five 
is is just my personal opinion. I'm just not going to be so dogmatic that if you were going to say, well, hey, I think these six or seven schools are better, it'd be a fun conversation to have, but I'm not going to be like, dude, you're nuts. And there may be a team you'd have in the top six or seven, but I, I think you can make a case for six or seven teams being better than them for for a host of other re- for of reasons. But I personally think it's a top five defense last year. But it was partly also because I don't know that there was a ton of truly, truly elite defenses this past season. I think there were some pretty good defenses that were inflated numbers-wise by playing in a crap conference. The Big Ten, for example. And I, I don't mean the, the conference is crap per se, although I don't think the Big Ten was any good this year. I, I've said this before. I, I said the conference sucks a couple weeks ago, and it, it does. Yes, they have the champion from there, but it's kind of like when Clemson was winning the title in 16. Yeah, they were pretty good, but the rest of the conference sucked. Same thing in 2018. And so, uh, you know, I, I look at it and say, you're going to have these teams with inflated numbers because the, the conference had not many good offenses. Iowa, for example, this year was very good on defense. Were they as good as they have been in past years? I don't think so. Phil Parker did a great job, but I, I think their numbers were more reflected by the fact that they didn't play anybody really any good and that the West really stinks. And then when they did play good teams, uh, when you look at Iowa, for example, and they did play anybody any good, they, they not only got beat, they got beat bad. You know, they lost 31 to nothing to Penn State. They got lost 26 to nothing to Michigan, 35 nothing to Tennessee. You know, the, the rest of their schedule was really just filled with people that just aren't very good on offense. And so that's true of Penn State as well. I think Penn State has a lot of talent. I think Penn State has a good defense. I don't think Penn State had an elite defense this season. I don't think it was as good as Notre Dame's. You know, but Michigan was up there. Georgia's up there. Uh, Ohio State is up there in this conversation. There's, you know, Alabama at times is in this conversation. I think there was like a game here, a game there. But I think overall, you could say that about Notre Dame. Overall, I think the Alabama defense this year was was pretty good. They had a couple moments where they they weren't great. But I think their defense this year is at least in that conversation. I, so so you could you could have a conversation about where Notre Dame fits. But to me, I think it's top five defense. The que- the question, Hannah, and that was a, a long way of saying the point that I'm trying to make. It comes down to this. Was the defense the type of defense that's a top five defense every year, or was it just top five related to this season? And I would argue that it was just related to this season. And here's the difference. A true elite top five, no matter the year, defense. And what I mean, no matter, I mean like the last 10 years, right? This era of football. They elevate the offense more than I think the defense did this season. Now, I think the defense this season elevated the Notre Dame offense. That's why I think it's a top five defense. But I do think there's room for it to to be quite a bit better in certain areas that would have then made the offense even better. I don't blame the defense one iota for the offensive struggles at all in big games. Like the defense is not why the offense struggled against Ohio State or Louisville or Duke or Clemson. I'm simply saying the def- there's still room for the defense to do certain things in certain situations to where it gives the it, it, it like okay you're not the reason that the offense only scored nine points in the first half or six points in the first half but you could have done more to maybe keep the 24 down that when the offense finally figured some things out you, it was in better position to strike so the, the, those are those are aspects of it too to me that I look at and 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 feel there's room for it to get better. And and so to me, when you talk about expectations with the defense, it's a twofold expectation. The first aspect of it is just keep doing what you're doing. 
that that's the first aspect of it. You know, it's going to look different in 2024. There's going to be different strengths and different weaknesses and things like that because the personnel is different. But when you look at it, 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 it's a situation where if you just keep doing what you're doing in 2023 and 2018 and 2012 and some of those years when you've had a really, really good defense, if you keep doing that, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. You're going to give your team a chance to compete for a title. I do think it's good to strive for even more. And that's the second part of the expectations for me. And, and that is, can the defense, as good as it's been, is there room for it to even raise the bar even higher? And that, to me, is what a lot of what I'm going to discuss today is going to be about. Looking at 2024 and saying, hey, here's the floor of where this defense should be. The floor of where this defense should be is basically just, like I said, keep doing what you're doing. You're a 15 to 16 point per game team. If you are going to be holding opponents with the schedules that you play year after year, some are better than others. But if every year you're holding your opponent between 15 to 17 points per game, and it's not inflated as we've talked about in the in the past, where you know you give up 30 to to uh, you know this good team and and hold these bad teams zero three in their yard 16 and a half. As long as you're not doing that, then you're in a good position. And I think for the most part, the defense did a pretty good job with that this year. When you look at the 33 points it gave up to uh, to Louisville, for example, I don't put that on the defense. I don't put the 31 on, on, on that Clemson had on the defense per se. I mean, you had a you had turnover, you had a pick six turnover, right? So that right there takes seven away. The defense only gave up 24. You had a fumbled punt that resulted in points where Clemson starts a drive inside the 20. I believe that there was a situation where. Oh, uh, I mean, we're, we're, the offense gave them the ball, and you saw them, you you saw them hold them to a field goal. That's great, you know. So, so in in a lot of those situations, I don't really fault the defense. I mean, we we've seen the the defense against Louisville or the offense against Louisville. It's what twenty four thirteen. The offense goes for it on fourth down, deep in in in, in uh, Louisville territory, and. You know, they get stopped and then Notre Dame holds them to a field goal. That's 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 you're doing your job. But I, I do believe there, though, there is a stand. There is a, a, a bar. The bar can be raised. I don't think the 20 and I'm curious to hear what you all have to say about guys. I don't really care to talk about what you're talking about just for right now. We're not going to talk about it because just because some one clickbait place puts an article out doesn't mean something is is real. Let's let's we'll talk about that later. Uh, but. What I would like to hear from you guys is this. Do you guys have um, do you guys have a, a feeling or a thought that this defense has reached its peak? Or do you think this defense has another level it can get to? Personally, I think there's another level that this defense can get to. And that's what I want to see. And that's what Notre Dame needs to be striving for. Say, hey, we were really good in 2023. But we can be better in 2024, and and we need to strive to get there. How do you get there? We'll kind of talk about that. You know, there, there is there parts of the game, like and here's what we say, like some you know somebody said it, there's it's peaked, and and it's a fair argument to make. But to me, my question would be, okay, why has it peaked? And that's the conversation. Is is it peaked because you've maximized the talent that you have? Okay, that's a fair conversation when you look at 2023. I don't. I don't know how much better 2023 could have been because of the talent at certain positions. And so to me, you say, okay, but are you increasing the talent at linebacker? Are you increasing the talent at safety, defensive line? 
Those are the questions to have. And that's part of what goes into this conversation to me when I talk about expectations for the 2024 defense, because one of the things that I look at with this team is we are now going to get into a period in 2024 and beyond where we're going to find out just how good of a recruiter Marcus Freeman is. Now, we know now that Marcus Freeman is a very good recruiter when it comes to land and, and Chad Bowden and the recruiting staff landing players that they want, guys that we look at and have great offer lists, guys that we look at and say, hey, this guy was ranked high, whatever the case may be. But you don't truly find out how good of a recruiter you are until you find out if the guys you're landing can then go actually do it on the field. So we all think landing Drake Bowen was a huge pickup. We all think, I believe, that Jaden Allsbury and Drake Bowen as a, as a one-two punch, a linebacker, was an outstanding one-two punch. I think a Don Schuler can be very good. I think Josh Burnham's got star potential. I think, you know, the young defensive tackles are this. Last year's defensive line class had two five-star, you know, actually, was it two, three, five-star upside guys. When we look at all these things, Christian Gray and all these players, you're like, man, like, boy, these are guys we're super fired up about. Well, 2024 is going to be the first year that we really see a chunk of those players in the starting lineup or key rotation guys. And, and here's an example of what I mean by that. Last year, your entire starting linebacking core were guys that were recruited by another coach as far as like out of high school. I don't count portal guys. Your entire starting defensive line were guys that were recruited by the previous staff. And your entire secondary were either portal guys or guys that were recruited by the previous staff with one exception. You had one starter in the entire front seven that were recruited by and developed only by this coaching staff. And that's Benjamin Morrison. Now, that's a pretty good success rate, right? I mean, that's like, okay, that's your only one. He's really good. No, no question. And when we saw some depth players last year that were recruited by this coaching staff, right? I mean, so you you look at Josh Burnham, Junior to Alamaca, uh, Christian Gray, Jaden Mickey, two guys that were part of the cornerback rotation that were recruited by and developed by this coaching staff, or at least by Marcus Freeman. And so when you when you look at this defense, you you, you got to say to yourself, like, you know, that's going to change in 2024, which we'll, we'll kind of dive into more specifics later when we kind of get into what returns and those type of things. But you're going to have at least one linebacker maybe two, probably two, that actually, let me think, yeah, it can only be two. It will, I mean, it has to be at least two. You know, it, when you're in your three-down linebacking unit and when you're in your four-two-five, maybe it's only one. But you're going to have at least two linebackers that are going to get starts this year that were, were recruited by Marcus Freeman only. You know, what does Josh Burnham become now in year three? What does Junior Tualamaca now become in, in year three? Do any of the young defensive linemen that were part of last year's D-line class, do they – step up and play better you know is Christian Gray and Jaden Mickey capable of matching or even surpassing the play of Cam of Cam Hart you know can can Adon Schuler be a guy that steps into the rotation either as a starter or the number three guy who's going to play starter snaps and say hey I'm, I'm going to raise the level of play at this position can Ben Minnick do that you know what about the incoming freshman class so those are all questions that you're, you're you look at and say but if Marcus Freeman's the 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 coach evaluator the the recruiter that we think he is and when I say Marcus Freeman I just it, it's it's sort of all encompassing it's him and his staff it's the you know so it's just is the Notre Dame program under Marcus Freeman probably a better way of saying it 
is that staff good enough to recruit at an elite level? We Most of us, I think, think that they're there or close based on what we evaluate, the rankings, what, you know, not just the other people, my rankings. When I look at how I grade these players, it's been an upgrade. When you look at how other people evaluate them, it's also an upgrade. When you just look at the depth of talent, now it's time for those guys to step in and play. And if 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 there's a lot of misses amongst those highly ranked guys, then Notre Dame won't be as good. And so the one person that I saw earlier, uh, Chief Brody said this, that he thinks it's peaked. And so so my 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 answer would be it may very well have. I, I It's not something I'm going to argue with Chief about because we don't know. My counter would be, and it's kind of a question, do you think the young talent stepping into the lineup is the same as what it's been, or is it better than what it's been? So do you view Drake Bowen as the same as J.D. Bertrand talent-wise? Do you view Jaden Osbert or Jalen Sneed the same level as what Maris Leofow was? Do you view Christian Gray and Jaden Mickey the same as Cam Hart? Do you view Josh Burton the same as Javante Jean-Baptiste? Do you view Adon Schuler as the same as DJ Brown or Ramon Henderson? Those are the questions that we have to ask, and we have to ask ourselves. And and so th- those are things that we don't know, but we're going to learn it. And and so that's where I'm excited about what this team can be, because you're seeing a lot more of the Marcus Freeman recruiting influence. And I didn't talk about this yesterday. And, and it kind of hit me afterwards as I was preparing for the defense because it's true on both sides of the ball, but especially true on offense where next year on offense, I mean, your, your, your receiving core is going to have a ton of guys that were Marcus Freeman-only recruits. Your offensive line is going to have a much, much stronger you know, Marcus Freeman effect. Even some guys that were maybe recruited by their previous staff but have only been coached by this staff, you know, in that transition, that weird transition year type of thing. So there's a lot of these questions that we're going to answer, but this is when we start to find out. And so part of it's a little bit, okay, a little bit nervous, right? Because we don't know. But the other part of it is kind of like, boy, this is exciting. You know, and and, and this this team has a chance to be really good. And and this team has a chance to raise the bar and those type of things. And and that can only happen if the if the coaching staff is as good as we all think and hope they are at evaluating high school players. Because this is the first year that we're really going to get to see the Marcus Freeman recruiting impact start to be felt as much as it's going to be on the roster too deep, starting lineup and too deep on both sides of the ball. And it's exciting. We just got to see it. And so that to me is why I think the bar can be raised. But what does raising the bar look like, right? I mean, so, so right now, as I said, the floor – for next year, from an expectation standpoint, is to maintain. That's the minimum. But building is better, right? Building on that is better. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does that look like? What are areas they can improve? Well, here's one. Be better against the run. You know, last year, Notre Dame had its best run defense since 2012, I believe. Let me just go look at those numbers real fast. So they gave up 119 uh, rushing yards per game. That was the best mark since 2012 when they gave up 105.7. This season, they gave up 3.54 yards per attempt, also the best since 2012, and I think we would all agree that that was a really, really good defense. The lowest, actually, uh, the 2020 year, they only gave up 113, but I kind of, to be honest with you, I I don't always count that season because of the COVID situation, and I think that season was, was impacted by the fact they didn't really play any good offenses during the regular season. Uh, at North Carolina was, that was the only good one, and they did a great job in that game. And and so, but that's the only year where they gave up fewer yards per game, but they didn't give up fewer yards per carry. They gave up over 3.8 that year. This year they were at 3.5. So I do think there's definitely room to to improve the run defense. When you look at the pass defense, I mean, they're top five to 10 in so many different categories. I mean, you look at Notre Dame, they're number two in completion percentage. They're number one in passer rating. They're number three in fewest yards allowed per attempt. They're tied for first with Michigan for fewest touchdowns allowed. Uh, I think I said second, right, in in in, uh, in, in uh, completion percentage. I think they were tenth in in uh, yards allowed per completion. I mean, they they were just a tenth in interceptions. They were just a and then what's he one, two, three, four of the teams ahead of them in interceptions played more games than they did. So there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of production there in the pass game. Run defense is a little bit of a different story. The run defense this past season in Notre Dame finished 28th in college football. But if we're going to be honest about it, it was inflated by the bowl game. Now, now something that I will say is I, I don't care who Oregon State was missing in the bowl game. I really don't. When you hold a team to two yards, that's a really good performance. I mean, that's an outstanding performance. I don't care who they were missing. However, we also would be very uh it would be very slanted to to act as if well I don't care if they did have their potential first round draft pick at right tackle and their starting left tackle and their two starting guards and their their stud thousand yard running back in back to back seasons who's 230 pounds I don't care if they played they were still going to hold them to two yards no they weren't now would they have given up 20 50 100 oh, I don't know the answer to that I know the defense the run defense played really well uh, there, there's no doubt, but it is, it does skewed a little bit, but even with that skewed number, they still only finished 28th and fewest yards allowed. They still only finished 24th in yards allowed per carry. And that's something that I think Notre Dame needs to be able to look at and say, Hey, there's still another, uh, there's still another area that we need to can and need to get better at is run defense. I want to see them become a, a more disruptive football team. And we saw that in 2023. We saw a team become more disruptive. Now, I, I know it wasn't reflected in tackles for loss and sacks. They had fewer tackles for loss and fewer sacks last season. 
than they did the year before. But but as I've argued, I believe that the, those numbers last year were inflated by in 2022 were inflated by some big games, you know, and 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 where they maybe got better numbers because they were playing offensive lines that weren't that good, in my opinion. And so that that pumped it up a little bit. Where this year, you know, they, they were a little bit more steady. But I think this year also, even though those numbers are down a little bit, the overall disruptions were higher. And I've talked about this. I've given the pro football focus numbers, how they were had a lot more pa- total pressures and hits on the quarterback on fewer, pa- you know, on fewer opportunities this season. And 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 so there's to me, I, I look at it and say, hey, there's a lot to like about what they did this year, while also looking at it and saying, hey, there's still a, a, a lot more room for improvement in that regard. So I think that's certainly something that this defense can look at and say, hey, we've got to get better here. And and a couple other things, it comes to some of the big games. They need to close out better. Even this year, they need to close out better. And and when you look at the Ohio State game, it's a perfect example. Notre Dame played great in that game. I mean, you held Ohio State to 17 points. You held Ohio State to fewer yards per per play than, than Michigan held them to. You had Ohio State to fewer yards, to fewer total yards than Michigan held them to. Actually, let me, let me just pull up the numbers here. So you go to Ohio State total offense. So Notre Dame against Ohio State gave up 366 yards per game, uh, or 366 yards. Michigan gave up 378 yards. Notre Dame held Ohio State to 5.63 yards per play. Michigan gave up six six point five. So you just you look at it and you say, boy, there, there's a that's a pretty good performance that Notre Dame had against them. Uh, the only team that gave up fewer yards per play was Penn State in that game, where Ohio State basically got a lead and and started just running the clock out because they knew Penn State couldn't score. If they wanted to, they could have had more yards that game, in my opinion. And and then of course the Missouri game when they had half their team not playing in that game, including their starting quarterback, and then they lost their backup quarterback. So. But I but I look at that game and I say, man, they did a lot of good things. And yes, the offense didn't do what it needed to do. But when you you still the offense still gave you a lead in the fourth quarter, even when Notre Dame failed on offense to to move the chains on that final drive, you still gave them the ball with a four point lead. You had every chance in the world to stop them. You had fourth downs that you allowed them to convert. You had interceptions that you dropped. You got them into a third and 19, you know, in, in, in just outside the red zone. And all you've got to do is just execute and go win that game. And you give up a third and 19 completion. And, you know, that sets up the game-winning touchdown. And then in that situation, you then on back-to-back plays don't have enough guys on the field. You can't just gloss that over because the defense did some really good things. Because with the game on the line – you went into that situation and you allowed Ohio State to go 65 yards on 15 plays in a minute 25 and win the game. They converted a third and 10, they converted a fourth and seven, and they converted a third and 19, and then a third and goal. Notre Dame had multiple opportunities to close that game out, and they failed to do so. When you look at the Louisville game and you look at the Clemson game, yes, there was a lot in those games that were more on the offense than they were the defense. That's not arguable, but there also were things when you look at that schedule, that that game and how it played out to say, you know, 
you had a lot you could have done as well. So like when I talk about the Louisville game, I say, look, they went from 24 to 33. I don't think the defense gave up 33 points, but here, cause like their last three drives, they got three field goals in the fourth quarter on drives of seven yards, eight yards and minus four yards. So they had three scoring drives that covered a grand total of 11 yards because they got the ball deep in, in, in Notre Dame territory. That's not on the defense, but here's what is on the defense. Late in the third quarter, the offense scores, makes it a 17-13 game, and the defense allows Louisville to go 75 yards on 11 plays to take an early fourth quarter 11-point lead. When your offense is struggling like it is, that's ball game. The very least, you got to hold them to a, a field goal to where your offense just needs like one big play uh, to go out there and spark it once. Because here's the thing: like when you think about it, was 24-13 when Marcus Freeman decided to go for it on fourth down with nine minutes left in the game. If it's a 20 to 13 ball game and it's a one score ball game, you're punting there, no doubt about it, because your defense has shown that they can make stops. So in that situation, the offense is primarily why they lost, but you can argue that the defense needed to close out better. I don't fault the defense for the loss, but you have to be able to evaluate that fairly. And the same thing with the Clemson game. You know, the first half of that game just kind of got out of hand on on the on the defense. I mean, yes, their 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 first touchdown run of 41 yards came on a short field. Their second touchdown uh, scoring drive was only on an 18 yard drive as a field goal drive. They had a pick six. I, I don't fault the offense for the defense for that. But what you can look at, however, is say that the defense also had gave up a seven, two 75 yard touchdown drives in that game. That could have had a big impact in the game. You know, like, like again. It's it's a it's a ten to six game. Your offense is struggling, and what do you do? You allow them to go seventy five yards on nine plays, take almost four and a half minutes off the clock, and they kick they they score a touchdown and go up seventeen to six. Right that that that's on you. Now it's not you that they ran a pick six. The next play and made it twenty four to six. That's not on you. Then the offense comes out. You do a good job of sparking the offense. You get a touchdown or you set up a touchdown with an interception, it's a 24-16 game. This elite defense, all you got to do is just stop Clemson right here, and your offense can can have a chance to get to get rolling. What does Clemson do? Clemson responds by going 75 yards on 11 plays, taking 550 off the clock, scoring a touchdown to go up 31-16 with eight minutes left. Ball game, right? So is it the defense's fault that the offense couldn't do what they need to do in this? It is not. But can we also look and say, you've got to do a better job closing things out? You have to, like you did against Duke, all right? That, Duke's a great example of the opposite, where Duke has the ball late in the game. If they convert a third down, it's over. It's over. But Notre Dame stops them, gives their offense the ball back, and they at least had a shot to go down and score, and they went down and scored. That's closing things out the way they need to close them out. USC is another example where – I thought they did some good things to really allow the offense to get an early jump. You closed them out early, and then your offensive special teams could put the game away. That's a good job. And and the thing is, is I'm not cherry-picking these games because if we're going to talk about big games, then we need to look at the defense too because the games I just talked about are the games we all consider the big games from the season. And you look back last year, it's the same exact thing. You have a lead in, late in the third quarter, and the defense allows Ohio State to go down and get scores. Now, that's kind of unfair to ask the offense to hold Ohio State under to 10 points. I understand that, but they did give they did falter late. Marshall, 
you're up. What was the score of that game at the time? Let, let me go. I always forget what the actual score of was of the game at this time, but I remember the circumstance and it was a Notre Dame was up 15 to 12. Marshall's backed up inside their own 10 yard line. It's third. Let me get the specific situation. Cause I want to, cause it was just a, just a devastating drive. It was third and nine from their own seven yard line. If Notre Dame forces a punt right there, there's ten, there's nine minutes left in the game, less than nine minutes left in the game. Your offense is finally getting going, and you are punting, and you're probably going to get the ball near midfield, and you can put the game away. Instead, they converted the third and nine, and they never faced a third down again until they got the third and goal at the three-yard line and scored a touchdown to give them a lead. And then again, does the offense go down and throw a pick six on the next drive? Yes, they do. But the offense doesn't throw that pick six if, if the defense can do its job and not allow Marshall to convert a third nine. And we saw that against Stanford. Offense struggles, but they give the team a fourth quarter lead, and Stanford responds by immediately going right down the field and getting a field goal to take the lead back, and they lose the ball game. So when we're going to talk about all the great things this defense has done, and it has done some great things. I mean, Clemson last year, 2022, phenomenal game by the defense uh when you look at how it did in the against South Carolina the way it closed South Carolina out in the second half really good I mean they gave up 38 points but they gave up two pick sixes and they had a, a special teams fourth down touchdown so I don't you know I thought the defense played pretty well after the first you know quarter or so and 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 defense you know look they they gave the offense some chances to to get back in the game against USC Offense couldn't do it. Defense couldn't close them out late. That's something that they're going to have to get better at. So when we talk about expectations for this defense, there's a legitimate question of, do they need to get better in big games as well? And my answer would be, yes, they do. They have to learn to close things out, especially when the offense is struggling. That's why I say there is a level for the defense to get to where they can pick the offense up. And I think that's where Notre Dame is going to have to get to. So uh, expectations, bare minimum, keep doing what you're doing. Do what you did last year. Do what you did in 2018. Just keep keep being that team. There's been other years. Keep being that team. Just maintain what you did last year. Because I believe if the offense is as good as we all talked about yesterday, if the defense just repeats what it did last year, Notre Dame's going to be really good. But if they can get better and the defense can get better, that's how we then start talking about Notre Dame as a championship team. Both of them got to get better for Notre Dame to become that team where you're like, they're the favorite. If the defense maintains and the offense gets a lot better, can Notre Dame go win a championship? I think so. But I'll feel even better about it if I also know that the defense is is getting better in some of those areas to where there's, look, guys, if Notre Dame's going to win four games in the playoff, chances are, one of those games, even if the offense is what we think it's going to be, in one of those games, they're not going to be on. And perfect example, look at how good Washington's offense was. Great offense this year. Title game, they didn't have it. They needed the defense to be good early to allow the offense to kind of find its rhythm. Couldn't do it. You give up 17 points in the first quarter to, to, to Michigan, and now your offense is off of its game. It's now got to adjust, and it's got to kind of be different. You hold them down early, let your def- your own offense kind of get going. They find their rhythm. Now there's not as much pressure on your offense to go out there and do that. That's an example of a defense not being good enough and hurting the other side of the ball. 
that's there's going to be days where that that's going to have to be both sides of the ball, but the defense is going to have to raise its level of play. They're going to have to try to raise their level of play to an even higher degree, especially in big games, to help the offense out when they're not performing as good. And if you can keep those points down a little bit and just keep the offense within one score striking distance, they especially with the improved playmaking, which I think they're going to have at quarterback, running back, receiver, all those positions, you're one play away from, okay, we're back at it. And, and that's kind of where you need to be. So I do think there is room for Notre Dame to get better. The question will be, can they? And we'll dive into that here a little bit next. So before we go into section two, I want to do ask you all to do me a favor, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and share this podcast. If you have not done so, I'm telling you, sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com.